0: Welcome to the Equest Podcast, conversations about regs, funds, and governance with your host, Daniel Lawler. Hello and welcome to the Equest Podcast, the easy listening funds industry podcast. In this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Lorena Dunn as co-host, who is a partner of William Fry and is involved in 100 Women in Finance, and we chat about diversity and about the role of women in the financial services industry and the promotion of uh, women so that we see more diversity, particularly at board level. So let's start with. Uh, can you introduce yourself, Lorena? Yeah. Just tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: For sure. Um, so, my name is Lorena Dunn, and I'm a partner in the Asset Management and Investment Funds Department in William Fry. Um, I guess it might be useful to explain how I got here um, a little bit. So, I started out um, with Fry's in 2007 as a trainee, and when it came to uh, about my fourth rotation, as a trainee, I, I tried my hand at funds, so uh, qualified there in 2010, and I guess you could say the rest is, is history. Uh,
0: a good time to a good time to, to choose the funds industry, given that uh, it continued to employ even through the financial crisis and what have you. Exactly, so
1: yeah, yeah, it be worse. Exactly, we were kept busy yeah. even, even then. So, uh, yeah, yeah
0: good there place certainly to was be- uh, uh, back then. Back then, certainly was it sort of a a mystery not a mystery around funds but certainly a lot of uh, a sense that people knew it was there on the ninth floor but didn't really know what they did and exactly. that push to find out whereas i think it's probably maybe more of a an enticing career path than it used to be i think that's totally kind of the agree but gone. plus the fact that they kept employing during the crisis people can see it's a it's a Absolutely. really solid industry
1: it's a it's a big success story yeah, um, it is. as an industry and we obviously benefited largely from that um, but in fact I go so far as to say it's quite a popular department to be in nowadays um, we're, we're happy to say um, I think there are uh, any number of reasons for that but uh, certainly one of them would have to be that sense that it, it is such a successful industry it did manage to keep going through uh, a crisis time and as well and I think we'll probably touch on this a bit more later but it's a global industry you know and, and people see the opportunity in it and um, there are a lot of places you can go, and there are a lot of ways to take the experience that you gain in the funds industry uh, forward with you. So, yeah, it's a it's a good spot to be.
0: Yeah, I think one of the one of the challenges with uh, people in new to the industry is in terms of getting them up the learning curve because there's a lot of jargon there's a lot of form filling and you know if you can get them through that barrier Absolutely. and get them to see a little bit broader yeah, the interesting things and the innovation and the problem solving and the opportunities Absolutely. which is exactly how a quest approaches its training so <laughs> plug in there but tell us you, you went from trainee and you're now a partner
1: I am now a partner yes so um I suppose what can I tell you about that um, I got through the jargon and <laughs> yeah. um, you need people to to take you through that I think Um it's a very technical area so that was the first thing that hit me when when I, I joined it was very document intensive and I think as you alluded to there it can be a little bit difficult because of that to see the broader picture and where funds really fit into the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. Um and that's something that I suppose we're very keen now uh, to focus on when it comes to uh, new joiners um, and all the way up up, up through their career paths is, is to keep a finger on the pulse of where funds fits more generally. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I, I enjoy the technical and um, I think a lot of people do, but when you combine that with the impact that funds have at a macro level, It's a place that you do enjoy being, and I suppose for me, it's it's a it's a great place to work. And what kept me in it uh, was the variety, I think. um, And I was just going to ask you
0: what you're most passionate about in your job and your work. It
1: was it was really that. I mean, variety. It kind of applies at a number of levels. There are so many different stakeholders in funds and in the industry that you're dealing with Mm. on a daily basis, and I think that's. That really keeps keeps it alive, um, you know. In terms of our client base, the asset managers you're dealing with, like I said, they're global. Um, they they vary from small boutique or like relatively small boutique uh, independent asset managers to your really huge institutional um, outfits, and it's so interesting to see uh, their different approaches. And obviously, that feeds into what they need from you and the way that you you liaise with them. Um, I think perhaps for me, one of my favorite my favorite points in a board meeting would be uh, the investment manager's report. You know, it's it's amazing how much you learn. Have
0: favorite point in a board meeting? Uh, I know <laughs> you're in the minority of one there.
1: I know it's it's true, but you know, it really it really is so educational. Um, they're such talented individuals, and they're so innovative. Um, I suppose that as well in turn feeds into their demands on us. Um, but it's great. It, it really encourages you to do better. And yeah.
0: um, and you're based in London now, uh, in the London office. So you're seeing more probably of, of those managers day to day and have more interactions with them. And
1: I am. And they have huge energy, you know, as in they're, they're passionate about what they do. And it's uh, I suppose it's a little bit catching yeah
0: that's good (laughs) Um, and do you find it then easier to really understand their business and understand what it is that they're trying to achieve
1: definitely you know definitely it's great to have the the face to face time Um, London's definitely given me that opportunity Um, and I suppose London is a lot more manager based to your point Um, but But here in Dublin, we have so many great service providers um, and my interaction with them um, continues in in London as well. Um, But, you know, in terms of the scope of people you're dealing with, I think it's really interesting. It's interesting as well to to see what investors want and you really gather that from the investment managers. Um, It's great to to get a sense of of how, I suppose, the macro economy impacts on them, they're really at the at the forefront and Yeah, that's and interesting because I think we're a
0: little bit as a service provider uh, community here, uh, we don't have the Many of the investment managers, and we don't have many of the investors. And and with my regulator head on, ultimately it's the investors that are the ones that matter. Um, so it's interesting to get that bit closer to them and and just get a better understanding of what it is that that drives investors that ultimately drives investment managers to try and satisfy
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, Yeah. as if you're involved in 100 Women in Finance, so tell us a little bit about 100 100 Women women in finance. Finance.
1: Yeah, so, um, I suppose. 100 Women in Finance is a global organisation. It only recently came to Dublin. It started out life in 2001 in New York when uh, 100 very senior women working in the hedge funds industry came together um, to see what they could do about enticing um, women into a very male-dominated industry and um, towards progressing their careers and then helping them with that. That organisation in the interim has grown to a number of 15,000 plus members uh, globally in 22 locations and in early 2017, um, the Dublin Committee of 100 Women in Finance got approval to launch uh, Dublin as a location, um, which was a great success for for us. Um, So we had our formal launch in May. And since that, we've gathered up a membership of approximately 250 here. Um, And we are in the middle of organizing the launch of um, our next big agenda item, which is very close to my heart. And that is uh, the next gen piece to 100 Women in Finance. So uh, maybe to give you a bit more of a a background on it, there are three pillars that really underscore what 100 Women in Finance does. Um, They're working at education, and um, peer engagement is obviously key. And then next gen is the third pillar. Um, so I think we've gone some way towards the peer engagement front. We've had a lot of great networking events and yeah. and, and plenty so t- of events for that.
0: Um, when I when I was a youngster, I worked in a family business and my my mum was the boss. Mm-hmm. And she's a, a cabin woman <laughs> and a, a really good businesswoman. Uh, when I was in Fry's, Tara was my boss. When mm-hmm. I was in the Central Bank, Martina was my boss. And now I'm self-employed, which of course means that my wife is my boss. <laughs> so at a hundred women in finance, is it? you know when when you come from a perspective where you've seen women in very senior positions mm. as a male um what's the problem that 100 women in finance is solving or is it solving a problem that's already been
1: solved yeah it's a it's a really great question actually i mean look we're well aware we're 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 not exactly doing the work of the suffragettes here um mm. I, I like to think that you know men and women enjoy working together um, the point is though uh, women do remain hugely underrepresented um in the finance industry so why is that um think about it from an employer's perspective think at an industry level you know there's a war for talent out there um women are a huge resource why are they so um underrepresented here so what we're trying to do i suppose is is market our industry to women who might like to be a part of it that would be more at the next gen level you know Tell them about it, and then there's an element and keep them involved.
0: Sort of mentorship and, and
1: precisely. So I mean, helping
0: each other to promote each other. That kind of exactly, yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, there is a, a level of attrition. You know, I think that everybody would recognise as a certain point um, in a lot of women's careers mm-hmm. who have gone so far as to to work in this industry to become really valuable to this industry, and yet, I suppose what we're trying to do is is be encouraging, and um, be a support network. Um, and and get people um, to a point that they feel they're comfortable to continue working in this industry, even when they hit a bit of a roadblock. I think that networking events, I mean, it can sound so hollow, you know, it, but ultimately when you actually attend these events and you really get involved, you see that there's a great energy to them and yeah. the, that it's amazing how a good conversation can really have an impact and you don't know who you're going to meet, who's, who's going to really help you at some point down the road. So it's about encouraging people to. Yeah.
0: I was at one of your events uh, just before Christmas and you're right, there was a great, no, maybe it was Christmas time and the nice cocktails, yeah. but there was a great energy and there was a real sense of comradeship yeah. and um, people trying to help each other, even people in competing firms, uh, you know, would reach out and, and, and um, offer support.
1: Absolutely. And that surprised me, to be honest. I mean, when I joined the committee in, in early 2017, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, and I have been so surprised over the intervening 18 months as to how much I've taken away from this. Um, and that's why I feel that in trying to effectively sell 100 women in finance to other women in the industry, it's an it's a very easy gig for me um, because I genuinely feel that it has so much to offer. Um, so yeah,
0: yeah, good. I can see it. Like as a male, I'm a a little bit. Um, I suppose maybe oblivious is the word to the the, the need for female role models for for females. Yeah, but sure. I can see it with my own kids. I have two girls who are only sort of eight and nine, and I can see how they gravitate towards female role models you know whether it's a you know books about rebel women and this kind of stuff and and um, it's opened my eyes that uh, that sort of association and that looking up to role models so I can see how uh, having that in, in a professional environment is uh, going
1: to be helpful definitely but I should point out that it isn't just for women, you know at the end of the day you can't really progress change um, from the outside, you need buy in from everybody um, involved and I think we're very keen for men to attend the events, we're very keen for men to get involved, I fully appreciate why uh, you know a name like 100 Women in Finance might put men off getting involved um, but at the end of the day you know we need their support, um, and we're all in this together. I think it's it's for the betterment of the industry generally. Um, any industry, you know, any conversation really benefits from a lot of different viewpoints and. and
0: Absolutely, and diversity is a huge uh, topic. It's one that the regulator here is pursuing. You've probably seen the report in March where they talked about. Um, they looked at their fitness and probity mm. figures for applications for people coming through to get cleared. And I think the split at senior levels was 22, 78, something like that. So it's still, mm. and hadn't changed. So still very male dominated, mm. but hadn't changed in the last three years, which was a bit of a surprise, is it? Or yeah. maybe it wasn't.
1: It is surprising. Um, I'm actually reading uh, Helena Morrissey's book at the moment. Uh, Helena as you probably know, founded the Thirty Percent Club. Yeah. Um and it's called a, a good time to be a girl. Um and she speaks a lot about this particular issue. Obviously the Thirty Percent Club is, is geared towards um, towards board memberships and, and increasing the really senior levels of of, of female participation. Um but but at the same time things have come such a long way since 2008 when she started um, looking at the numbers on boards in the UK I mean to say I suppose 22% yes we'd like to get a bit further than that but um, you compare that to where things were even as recently as 10 years ago I mean, a huge amount of work has been done. I can't speak to why things might have sort of leveled off over the last three years, and, and it's an interesting point. But I think, if anything, it underscores the point that, uh, that, that organisations like 100 Women in Finance, they remain relevant. Um,
0: yeah. Well, you know, you, you look back to, uh, and the regulator noted it in in their report about the nyberg report and the honan report as well so there were two reports produced about the crisis here in ireland and both pointed towards groupthink and mm. just too many people thinking the same thing or agreeing with each other and you didn't have that challenge Absolutely. and diversity brings that and book actually view.
1: speaks about groupthink and, and a lot of the research that went on behind um or the the problems that arose out arise out of that yeah. um so it's a, it's an interesting read I thought
0: one of the things that jumped out at me from the Central Bank's report, it wasn't very very long, was uh, they commented on the age profile of uh, people applying for, that they were clearing for board memberships. Now, I suppose when they, when they designed the fitness and property regime and, and the uh, individual questionnaire, mm. they probably didn't do it with having this survey in mind, where they were going to look at uh, diversity, so so they've limited um, factors that they can they can look at. But one of them was age, and they 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 seem to well reading between the lines, they seem to be a bit disappointed that there weren't more people of a younger age going forward for board memberships. I thought that was interesting because obviously you think when it comes to board membership, the most well one of the important things is experience and mm. expertise. But maybe there comes a point where. You sacrifice a bit of experience to take somebody who's younger mm-hmm. uh, and you say, well, we know you don't have as much experience, but you're bringing something else to the party. Um, and so you actually look to deliberately bring younger people onto the board and mix them up with, with people who have more experience.
1: Absolutely. That's, it's, it's a great initiative if, if it's something that they would like to see more of. Um, you need challengers, to your point, about, yeah. about groupthink. And they come in... It would be a leap but well, it'd be very interesting. Well, you need you need diversity. That comes in all all shapes yeah. and sizes and age is certainly one of them when it comes well, to Well I think advantage. if
0: you if you if you're serious about it and you say, Well, we value diversity over simply having people who have experience. Now you've got to get the balance right, obviously, but it would be quite a different mindset to putting your board together if you think, well, I'm seriously going to I, I have enough people of a certain in a certain category so I'm going to accept somebody with less experience but I know that they're good and they're coming with a different viewpoint
1: yeah you know, no, diversity mean, now. that is absolutely to be encouraged and I suppose experience you know can be measured in a lot of different ways um, duration of um, participation in the industry is or length of participation yeah. in the industry is just one of them um, I would definitely like to think as someone who um, would maybe fall into the millennial bracket just about still <laughs> <laughs> um the, you know, there's a lot that, that we can bring to conversations that uh, maybe in the past has been overlooked just on the basis of of, of age.
0: Nice segue into talk about NextGen. So, NextGen <laughs> is uh, another yeah. part of 100 Women in Finance. It next is gen. sort of a a sub-sector for people with less than 10 years' experience in the industry.
1: Exactly. So I'm delighted to talk about this and it's something that 100 Minute Finance are uh, very enthusiastic about and very much behind. Um, So the next gen committee ultimately will be comprised and as you said is a sub-committee of the main board here in Dublin. And it will be comprised solely of what we call next-geners. So, as you said, people with less than 10 years' experience in the industry. Um, We actually held an event... Two weeks ago in PwC, um, a panel discussion um, on a fantastic report that was commissioned by uh, Eva Flood of PwC called uh, The Female Millennial A New Era of Talent. Um, so that was essentially our, our soft launch of the NextGen initiative here. We encouraged 100 women in finance members um, to bring along a NextGenner from their organisation to the event um, so that they'd get a sense of what we were hoping to achieve with this committee. Um, We asked um, those in the audience to forward their CVs, to volunteer for the Next ten Committee. And the idea is that once we put that together, and by the way, actually deadlines um, were today (laughs) for those applications, and we've received so many, we're we're truly so pleased with the calibre of women out there who have an interest in this. Um, but hopefully by the end of May we'll have an established committee, and what what they will then do is um, start to organise events um, of their own accord, you know, to suit their demographic. So that can, they have effectively a car plant. They, they can organise networking events, educational events. They can organise um, mentoring initiatives, whatever they feel works for them and for their peers. Yeah.
0: We encourage them to I love the idea of the networking events. Yeah. Because I know as you progress through your career, uh, certainly in a law firm, and I'm sure it's the same in other um, stakeholders, one of the things that those in decision-making roles look at is... Uh, your connections and your ability to bring in new business and, and, and this kind of stuff and so when you're networking networking with peers earlier in their career and you build up a relationship and next thing you know as you you develop through your relationship you're all getting to decision making roles at the same time and exactly. it, can, it can it must be um, a really great benefit then to, to have those relationships exactly. so I think it's I think it's a great issue you
1: have contacts you have a support network
0: but I think you're also doing it together so it doesn't feel like the embarrassing thing of going into a room Absolutely. and putting your hand out and you know it's. Yeah. I'm assuming if these are sort of social events as well you they are and I was, friendships.
1: I was about to say that it's also enjoyable yeah. you know it really does bring the industry that you're working in to life a little bit more for you yeah. um, and I think there's just so much to be gained the other thing is like I said there are 22 locations of 100 Women in Finance so When you become a member in Dublin, you're a member of each and every location, you're invited to every event. Um, There are next-gen committees up and running in Cayman, in the US and in London, uh, London was actually one of the first. Um, I just think it's it's such a great thing that whatever city you happen to be passing through, or you know, as happens, you're seconded to or relocated to for a number of years, you know, that you have immediately a network of women to tap into, and and specifically, you know, if you are an ex-gener, um, women at your level. Um, so I mean, the benefits are just manifold.
0: Brilliant, and um, and where you can make those connections internationally because obviously Ireland is a service provider domicile, whereas you look to the likes of London and New York, they're they're manager domiciles, and so could be very happy, uh, fruitful relationships. It could,
1: there. yeah, absolutely, uh, certainly
0: professionally and and hopefully personally as well.
1: Absolutely, and and from my own personal perspective, you know, I would one hundred percent agree with that. And um, I've just taken so much more out of my membership of a hundred in finance to date than than I could have possibly expected. Um, and that's why I'm particularly excited for this next-gen So your, next, to your next event
0: is 23rd of May. Our
1: next event is 23rd of May. So that is open to all members. It's not, not a next-gen event. It's um, titled The Era of Digital Disruption, How Technology is Rewriting the Rules of Investment. And that is um, kindly being sponsored by Goodbody Fund Management and being held at Goodbody's um, on the 23rd of May.
0: Great. Well, obviously, very topical um, issues there. If you are looking at funds and you're interested in innovation and problem solving by funds, a lot of it points towards digitalization and distributed ledger technology and and advancements there. So um, very, very topical. I'm sure you'll be booked to the hilt for that one and then next gen you're going to have a committee together fairly soon and then they'll, they'll plan their own events
1: they will but I should also mention that the formal launch of the next gen initiative will take place on the 27th and 28th of September and um it's going to be quite a big event we're not um we're not in a position to release details of our very special guest just yet i'm very sorry um but 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 there there has been huge support of that event and we're quite excited for it so the newly established committee will obviously have a lot to do with with the organization of that um but yeah watch this space as they say
0: great well let's wrap it up there i just want to thank you very much for your time and uh good luck with both your own career and your, your role in London and, and especially with 100 Women in Finance and the Next Gen initiatives. They're terrific initiatives and let's see lots more diversity and more diverse bo- boards and less group groupthink. And, <laughs> um, and thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks so much, Danny. You've been listening to the Aquas podcast. For information about our training and advisory programs or our academy, visit aquest.ie. For more resources on recs, funds, and governance, check out our YouTube channel, Daniel Lawler R U R Q.